global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Eisner Amper. When entrepreneurs face challenges like choosing a business structure or access to capital, they call the accountants and advisors at Eisner Amper. Connect with them, EisnerAmper.com slash tech. And U.S. stock index futures are moving lower this morning with S&P E-mini futures down 11 points, Dow E-mini futures down 76, and NASDAQ E-mini futures down 17. The DAX in Germany is down half percent. Ten-year Treasury up 7.30 seconds. They yield 1.93 percent. NYMEX crude oil down 2.5 percent or 93 cents to 36.25 a barrel. COMEX gold is down 8 tenths percent or $10.20 to 12.34.90 an ounce. The euro, $1.1093, the yen, 113.08. And Jeffries Group's trading revenue tumbling 82% in the fiscal first quarter, leading to the firm's first loss for the period since 2008. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen Moscow, thank you very much. Well, the uh, president has made a decision about offshore drilling off the Atlantic coast that was due out today. And the question was, would he allow uh, additional drilling leases off the coast of Virginia? He says no. He is going to bar Atlantic Coast oil drilling. That's a reversal of earlier policies. However, Tom, it's not clear exactly what impact that will have, given that we have more oil than we want right now anyway. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's a debate, and it's out there. I guess it's an act of president. Very high in the ratings and as well. It's always good to have E.J. Dion uh, with us, of course, always writing up in the Washington Post. Uh, but he has trotted out a new book, which he has perfectly timed the collapse of the Republican Party, why the right went wrong, uh, E.J. Dion on conservatism, and uh, really a most interesting historical view of the path of the right, always through the prism of Mr. Dion. E.J., um, I, I love the phrase Goldwater-ism, which so much gets to the morphing of AUH2O into where we are as we go to Florida and Ohio uh, this evening. Define for us modern-day Goldwaterism. I love that phrase. Well, Goldwater, um, we remember him as a person, and he was a very warm, agreeable uh, person. He was, you know, candid and principled. So none of this is about Goldwater the guy. And later in life, he actually became more moderate himself. But yeah. if you go back to the original Goldwater campaign in 1964 and the promises he made, um, these were all basically Tea Party sort of promises. We'll roll back government on every front. Uh, you know, he said, I don't uh, mean to reform government because I intend to cut it. Uh, and that's where a large part of the Republican Party has moved. Um, I have to say, if I, I thank you so much for what you said about the book. Um, I was very gratified by a review I just got from National Review, which is a conservative magazine, disagrees with the book, disagrees with me, and yet it argued the review by a guy called, a, a scholar called Henry Olson argued that conservatives do have to come to terms with my argument that if they carry Goldwaterism on indefinitely, yeah. uh, they will have a real problem because Goldwaterism doesn't speak. It was an ideology right. that came out of 1964. It doesn't speak to what the party needs to do now. In your ute, you used to be with Al Hunt in the smoke-filled rooms at these conventions. Can you fathom what Cleveland will be this summer, smoke-filled or not? Right. There'll be smoke-free, smoke-filled rooms. How do you, how do you get your head around that? Um, it, it, it's, it's almost impossible to fathom. We haven't had 
anything like this really since the 50s and in some ways since uh, earlier uh, than that. Because, And it tells you something about the nature of the Trump candidacy. Normally, a candidate who built this kind of lead would be embraced by his party, and the people, leaders of the party would say, all right, let's get out of the way. This guy has secured the nomination. Let's end this thing. Uh, instead, quite the opposite is happening, and uh, large parts of the party are saying, no, let's keep this thing going to keep him from getting uh, the delegates. I think the Republicans, if, if things turn out the way they well look to turn out now, which is Trump ends up with a plurality but not a majority of uh, delegates. Um, the party faces bad choices either way. They don't put Trump on the ticket. In, uh, you know, they don't nominate Trump, uh, in which case you've got a mass rebellion of all the people uh, who voted for him. I just somehow can't see Trump accepting that lightly. Maybe he'll be gentle about it, but I don't think so. Um, or on the other side, um, uh, they do nominate Trump and face substantial losses because he's clearly running well behind Hillary Clinton. He's got a huge disadvantage among women uh, voters. Uh, so it's going to be very tough on the party. Is it over for the Republicans? Um, you know, I, predicting the death of a major political party is always problematic. The Republicans split down the middle in 1912 and actually – William Howard Taft ran third. Teddy Roosevelt, the dissenting Republican, ran second, running as a progressive. Uh, they recouped after losing to Roosevelt in 36. Goldwater in 64 lost. Uh, so I don't know if it's over. I think that the Republican Party as it now exists may be over. Uh, I don't know if you replace the Republican Party. I think it's more likely that they go through a, ter a period of turmoil and become something a little different. Ron Fournier of uh, the Atlantic Group, uh, you know Ron, um, old friend of mine, he has an interesting piece in the Atlantic today suggesting that what this campaign has done has defined deviancy down, to use the old Moynihan phrase, in such a way that uh, politics may not recover for a very long time. Um. Again, I'm, I'm, um, sometimes you have to hit bottom to come up. And so um, I, I think that what we're going to have trouble recovering from is not this campaign, although I agree with Ron that uh, particularly on the Republican side, particularly after uh, that debate in which we were talking about the size of body parts. I mean, if you had told me, I think I said this before, that uh, you know a group of presidential candidates were talking the way they were talking, I would have told you it's propaganda by enemies of the United States. Um, but I, I think the real question is, can we govern ourselves after this election? Um, and, you know, one of the problems, one of the reasons there is all this discontent um, is because uh, the Republicans just haven't been able to, or willing to work with President Obama on anything. We've well, had this deep divide. And I don't know if we're going to, this election right. uh, will heal that at all. Well, let's come back. E.J. Dionne with us, the book, Why the Right Went Wrong, Conservatism, from Barry Goldwater to the Tea Party. And E.J. Dionne has a, the, the courage to go beyond why the right went wrong. We'll come back with Mr. Dionne and try to look beyond the first Tuesday of November. From New York, this is Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by the all-new BMW of Springfield. Find amazing pricing on every certified pre-owned BMW. Visit BMWofSpringfieldNewJersey.com. Financing and leasing available by BMW Financial Services.